surgeons keep our hearts beating. They do the amazing, help save lives, and so can you. Your CSL Plasma donation can help create 24 critical life-saving medicines that can give Grandpa the chance for his heart to swell when he meets his new grandson or give a bride the chance for her heart to skip a beat on her wedding day. Every plasma donation helps more than you know. Do the amazing. Help save lives. Donate today at your local CSL Plasma Center and be rewarded for your time. We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Whether you're a skeptic or a believer, join me, Rob McConnell, as together we'll investigate the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology here on the Exxon Radio TV show on XZBN and the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV. Since 1990, the Exxon Radio TV show has been the place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. Together, we'll investigate UFOs, aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, psychic phenomenon, lake monsters, conspiracy theories, government cover-ups, the truth embargo, alien abductions, ESP, haunted locations from around the world, and so much more. With over 28 years of broadcasting and more than 4,500 individual guests, The X-Zone is truly a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality, as evidenced by the credibility, integrity, and professionalism of the guests that we bring to our international audience. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell, by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035, extension 143, and on Skype, Exxon Radio TV. For more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.exxoneradiotv.com or www.exxonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the Exxon from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember Exxon Nation. Keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. Hey everybody. Welcome to Heart to Heart Radio Show with Dan and Ann. We're coming to you on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. And tonight our guest, our, our topic will be on leaving your faith, rising up, and overcoming adversity. And I'm thrilled to have our guest, Hobie Cunningham, here uh, with us tonight. And Angela, would you introduce our guest tonight? Absolutely, Dan. Not a problem. Um, so Hobby Cunningham, 34, was born in uh, Huma, Louisiana. Hopefully I said that right. Um, he's a father, veteran, and cult survivor. 
After Hobie left the Jehovah's Witness religion in 2006, he immediately joined the Navy and became a CB 13 years ago now, which is when he officially says he, quote, took the huge step into the world and started the powerful and spiritual journey of finding himself. He dove deep into studies of various religions, ancient cultures, philosophy, and occult writings that he calls a rabbit hole. Having what he calls an overactive mind, he finds himself always creating art, writing, photography, and has fun working in brand management. Uh, He's very involved in his daughter's life and credits her as being his savior, having arrived just in time as his baby girl in January 2012. For reasons that he will explain later, his journey of self-awareness revolves much around her. Being a father has made life worth living when the going has been really tough and triggered his spiritual quest and spiritual journey today. Welcome, Hobby. Welcome, Hobby. Hobby. Well, thank y'all so much. Well, we're looking. We're really looking forward to to this uh, show tonight here, Hobie, because this is uh, you were Jehovah's Witness, is similar to what I was, and uh, I've been out for seventeen years, and. I'm just curious. I, I guess I just w- would love to start with your background. We love to talk with people who have experiential um, information that they've they've lived through things, they've come through things, and they and then they've come out of it, and then they bring it forth to share it with the world. And and we feel like that's what you're gonna you're gonna share with us tonight. So I just want to ask you. I know you were a Jehovah's Witness, but could you just tell us a little bit about that? You know, when you became a Jehovah's Witness. Um, um, you know, how long you were in and did you celebrate the holidays? Did you really believe it was the truth and, and all that sort of thing? Yeah, Dan, not a problem. Um, my life, uh, got started or I should say flipped upside down in the summer of 1991. Um, I had just celebrated would have been my last birthday of March of 91. I was in the first grade. Uh, my father, who uh, a devout Catholic, started searching for his own truth and um, decided to leave the Catholic faith. And unbeknownst, the universe uh, placed some neighbors that had just moved right across the street from us, and they happened to be Jehovah Witnesses. So my dad started studying uh, that summer, and that summer I was also enrolled to, for catechism for the Catholic faith. So it was definitely a shocker to both my dad's side of the family and my mom's side of the family that he would start studying, uh, considering it was definitely history of uh, Jehovah Witnesses in both sides of the family um, and family members that tried to, you know, mediate and try to save my dad from that uh, that twist of a journey. But my dad didn't want to have it, so he went full full force into it. So. Uh, it definitely was a, a change for me as a six-year-old child that had just, you know, baptized as a Catholic and celebrating all these holidays. Uh, you know, me and my little sister, who's four years younger than me, she only got to enjoy her first two birthdays. Um, it was an interesting turn of events, uh, especially being in public schooling, where this would be so impactful um, from having your birthday parties and and going to all your friends' birthday parties to just not having anything anymore. They definitely uh, played a, an impact on my, my psyche as a little kid um, where I was now an outcast and could not partake in any of these things, a school event, um, celebrating any of the holidays. 
uh, was definitely a, a turning point as a child and the development, you know, uh, into adulthood has played, you know, a very huge impact um, on my life. Um, as a kid, I was very, very inquisitive. Um, you know, most kids don't question things. They just go with the flow with their parents and how they raised them and the religious, the religious faith they're in and stuff. Uh, for me, I was, I, I really paid close attention to the Bible and a lot of the stories and everything uh, growing up, but a lot of stuff didn't add up uh, too much. But being in that faith, it's kind of hard to, you know, go to question your parents on, on what they're uh, trying yeah. to instill in you and their faith and try to you yeah. think what's right as a parent for their child. Mm-hmm. Do you think do you think you ever believed it? Like, were you the kind of kid that was angry or were you trying to get it? Did you eventually get it that like, OK, this is the truth. This is what I got to do. Or were you like a rebel? Like the minute I'm I'm old enough, I'm out of this religion. Where, where were you in the whole thing? It's it's an interesting question right there because the way my mind works, and I mean, I had a lot of friends that also got out around the same time where they would question things. Um, I was always a rebel at nature, but I, I never wanted to bring attention to myself. Everything for me was just more keen to, um, you're telling me I have to do this, this, and this. And if I question it, I don't get a reasonable answer or a logical answer. It's always this reproach or shame on how dare you question or we know what's best. And that never sat well with me as a kid and still to this day that everything for me has to have a reason. Um, I knew something wasn't right. I battled with myself a lot as in my teenage years over, is this the truth? Isn't it? I had a lot of deep conversations with a lot of my friends and they really believed it was the faith, but they just want no part of the religion. But for me, I kept questioning, I don't think this is the truth at all. And I think there's a lot more out there. And I mean, especially during this time in my teenage years is when the internet really started developing. And I remember when my parents had got our first computer and internet back in, I would say 99, 2000. Um, that's, that's when I really started, you know, when they weren't around, I was digging deep into <laughs> uh, just information, just anything um, faith-based. Um, just a lot of things didn't add up for me. Um, How about it your was mom? around the time when I was 18 when I first discovered um, – what's that? How about your mom? Did she become a Jehovah's Witness or did she stay Catholic? She she did become a Jehovah Witness. She did follow behind my dad. In the very beginning, I mean, I was a young kid, but I remember hearing stories and stuff. My mom was almost at the point wanting to divorce, you know, my dad because she was not having any part of that. Um, her mother, you know, spoke deeply, you know, concerns for, you know, my dad getting into that faith. But um, she ended up following right behind and to be honest, she ended up getting more into it, uh, more strong-willed into it later on than my dad, per se, you know, as far wow. as sticking to her her guns and the faith and later on when it comes to the shining and stuff. But, yeah, she, she did a complete flip, and um, she ended up going along with all of it, and she mm -hmm. got into it big time. Wow. wow. When, you were, when you were going online, were you looking at things like – were you looking at the history – 
or were were you looking at other spirituality? Were you like saying, I'm going to find out about this religion. I'm going to go online and look at the founders and, and doing some serious research and, and looking at their false prophecies yes. or was it okay? Yes. It, that's what it was. It was, it was strictly, it was strictly just digging the, the foundations, the history, because anything I want to know in life, I want to know the beginning, the starting of anything, um, ideologies, religion, whatever it may be. Uh, but I definitely was wanting to know the history of Charles Taze Russell and, um, the Bible group before they became Jehovah Witnesses. There was just so many things that I started reading in the first 30 years of its inception. That just, I was, I was just blown away um, that if this is God's true religion, how could so many doctrines be changed over and over again? Mm-hmm. Um, these dogmatic practices that just didn't make any sense to me. It's if God's word is in, in you know, uh, the word, it should never change. Amen. Wow, was that was that the thing, Hobie, that bothered you? Um, that the the uh, prophecies and things changed. Was that one of the main things? Do you think? Did the people bother you at all, or anything like that? Um, I had a lot of problem with more. It seemed that there was more of this mentality of uh, of obedience and discipline than actual faith-based teaching. I mean, I used to get always pulled aside because my sideburns are too long, my hair was too short, or my hair was too long, or my my outfit didn't seem to reflect upon the congregation. And I just, I always was different. I always was me, and I'm always going to be that way. But it was such a problem in the congregation. So what really turned me away was just why there was so much focus on Everything about who you are as an individual, as a part of, I'm supposed to be coming here to serve God and you know learn valuable lessons from the Bible and taking this 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 spiritual food. But it was definitely nothing of the sorts. It was always about what you were doing wrong. Everything was just finger pointing, and I hated that because I mm-hmm. I'm a person that can't stand authority. I'm a very free minded, free spirited individual. So it I went toe to toe with them at a very young age. <laughs> wow, that is so interesting. I I think a lot of people do that are free spirited. They don't like to be put into boxes, and and I was put in that same box. And anyway, Hobie, Angela, we got to take a commercial break, and uh, when we'll, when we get back, we'll be back with Hobie Cunningham, uh, Cunningham, right after the break. You can learn more about our guest by going to his website www.instagram. Uh, forward slash Hobie Trice 85 or email him at hobie.cunningham at gmail.com. You're listening to the Heart to Heart Radio Show on the Exxon uh, Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. You can learn more about our show by visiting heart2, that's twoheartradio.com, uh, sorry, that's show.com, or check out our personal website, prodigaljourneys.com. Again, we'll be right back after the commercial break. It's hard to listen to the news without realizing we're living in volatile, unprecedented times. Yet never has there been such an opportunity to transform the human condition. As old structures fail, where can we find the guidance to co-create a better way? Find Your Path Home is an ever-evolving, leading-edge information, education, and healing resource center designed to support and guide you on your path to unity and enlightenment. 
Based on sound principles employed by Shaman Worldwide, we provide techniques that can support you through the current transitions, offering online shamanic classes, international long-distance shamanic healing sessions, complimentary Mission Evolution radio episodes and Stairway to Heaven TV vignettes, seminars, retreats, and much more. All of this can be found on findyourpathhome.com. So I was watching the X-Zone TV channel last night when I was abducted by aliens and they kept repeating to me over and over again, simultv.com, simultv.com. What's simultv.com? That's what I asked them. They had it written on the side of their UFO. How do you spell that? UFO. No, I mean simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Right. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Interesting that you were abducted by aliens in a simultv.com UFO last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Now that you mention it, I remember now last night, I was awakened from a deep sleep. My great-grandmother was standing there. She said she'd come from the hereafter to tell me about Simultv.com. She even spelled it out for me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. Wow. Yeah. Guys, you'll never guess what my psychic guru just told me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Exactly. Are you guys psychic too? Of course. We all know about Simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. All right, we're back. Tonight our guest is Hobie Cunningham, and our topic tonight is on leaving your faith, rising up, and overcoming adversity. And Hobie, we just want to pick up where we left off. Um, I know you're a witness. I, I didn't catch how many years you were a witness, and I was wondering, uh, one, if you got baptized, and then uh, what it was like leaving, I guess you, you did get baptized because you chose to leave. And so the other question I wanted to ask is, um, how did you leave? Did you write a letter? Did you drift away? Or just how'd you go about that? That's very traumatic, I know. Yeah, um, I got baptized. Uh, it was a summer convention of 2005. Uh, I was 20 years old at the time. Um, during that time when I got baptized, I was dating uh, an elder's daughter, and um, that was an interesting turn of events that caused a lot of problems, and a lot of people were questioning if my baptism was strictly for the girl and not for my own, you know, place in the organization. Um, fast forward a year when, uh, well, six months after I got baptized, I ended up breaking up with that girl because it was just too much. Um a year later, I end up getting married to another Jehovah Witness, and this is during the time where I'm really having just this this crisis of of consciousness of do I believe in any of this? Um, my faith was really shaken. My marriage was falling apart quickly. I just knew that none of this was right. Um, I remember one day after me and um, my wife had officially separated. I was checking the mail and I had a postcard come in the mail and it was from the Navy and it said, you know, join, join the, uh, the Navy, see the world and stuff like that. And I was, uh, I just saw it as a sign, like right then and there, I just had this connection knowing that was a big sign for me. And what, what am I going to do next to leave the faith? Um, because I had already stopped going to the meetings for good, I became an actor for about six months. I had several uh, shepherding calls. Um, there was a lot of people that were snooping on my uh, mind space at the time. They were looking at my blogs and my writings, and they had a, a handful of uh, printed material questioning me and all kind of stuff. Um, 
the word had got out that I was looking at joining the military. Um, and I remember this was, I think it was June 10th of 2006. Uh, one of the elders that I was really close with, he calls me on the phone and he asks me, he said, um, so Hobie, are you, are you making a full decision to leave Jehovah's organization? Are you really going out into the world? I said, yes, this is, this is what I want to do. And I broke down in tears. I mean, I was shaking. It was, I knew what was coming next. I knew the shunning. I knew that everything that I knew for the last 16 years uh, or 15 years from six years old to 21, um, that that family quote unquote that I knew was all going to be gone. And they, uh, they wrote the letter for me and they submitted it to, uh, to Bethel and I was excommunicated. At least that was the principle of everything. Um, but I, I joined the military immediately from after exiting um, the Jehovah Witness organization, and I left for boot camp uh, 15 days later. Wow! Wow! Were you were you divorced then? Um, when you when you joined, were you already separated from your wife? separated yeah we weren't divorced yet so um we were going through that process while i was in boot camp um and through all my training and i came back to louisiana and i finally had uh, started the process so it was um i think it was december of 2007 that the divorce was finally uh, finalized <clears throat> and i was um I said, on my way to a whole new world uh, from all the military training. And that was such a jump for me to go from being raised in a cult to jumping straight into the military, something I never thought I would do. Um, It was, it was just a rapid shaking up of my, um, my core of who I am. Um, But I needed that. I needed that. I do things very aggressively uh, when I need to make a change in life. And that was the first, the first thing that I needed, I guess, was to, to, salvage my sanity because I, there's no clue what I would have done to try to focus or uh, maintain in the real world after just leaving the organization. So the military was definitely the best, the best quick option for me. Did, did well, you feel, did you feel like you didn't fit in with the military guys? I mean, having been raised the way that you had been? Well, the thing about that is even when I was in high school, um, being a Jehovah Witness had took such a toll on me. When I got to high school, I kind of started rebranding myself, and I didn't even want to be known as a Jehovah Witness, so I really was mm. doing a lot of things outside of that organization that took people's attention away from even thinking I was a Jehovah Witness anymore. So even when I went in the military, unless I brought it up, people didn't even bat an eye about it. There was no, They would have never expected me to ever be a Jehovah Witness, and I wanted got to it. make that very clear. <laughs> mm, that makes but, sense. But it, in, inside your own head, though, did you have to struggle with, you know, the, the fact that, you know, witnesses don't go to war, they're neutral, you know, they don't have any part in that. So I was just wondering if you had any kind of a split mind, even though, you know, you had been out, you know, in your mind, sometimes those things get lodged in your mind that we don't kill, we don't go to war, we don't vote, we don't. So I just wondered, like Angela, when you were in there, if you had any of that going on, any part of your mind subconscious mind that was saying i shouldn't be in here good question dan always um that that's and that's i'm kind of like the backtrack to to kind of put it all together i mean i've always had this this uh duplicit uh war going on in my head because you're so brainwashed with this fear and stuff even though 
it doesn't seem right, you're always looking over your shoulder. So even when I was in the military, we're just leaving the organization. Everything was so weird, celebrating my birthday again, um, uh, being part of this brotherhood, knowing that I'm being trained to kill, I mean, literally trained to kill individuals, terrorists. Um, you know, it, it was it was a war. It was a war in my head that, that it took a serious toll because um, I come from a family that has a history of mental um, illnesses, and I suffered with that my entire life from uh, being manic depressive, uh, anxiety, being ADHD. I just had uh, just a culmination of all these things that I always had to struggle with. Um, so it took a toll on my my health and mental state all through my teenage years. You know, up until the point of leaving for the military. Now the the training and the missions that I was set up for didn't seem to have any type of impact on my mental state because of everything I had already gone through. So that's why I said it for something so erratic of a change, it was perfect for, for me and the structure, the way my mind works. Yes. And you know, that's, that's a beautiful thing. Cause I got to tell you, Hobie, a lot of people, we do a, a, a lot of different things on Facebook and YouTube and what I'm finding out is a whole lot of people are out physically, but they're not out mentally and their life does not go on. They've got one foot in, they've got all this programming. And what, what I see is, is people won't go back and look that organization right in the eye, look it right in the eye and, and look at those prophecies and say, they didn't come true. You didn't know the truth. You told us, you, you gave us books that six months later are outdated. You go back and try to ask for a paradise book, a revelation book, a this book. They say, oh, those are outdated. So, so Jehovah's words are outdated that he gave to the organization. But, but what's weird, Hobie, is nobody will go back and take a look at that organization right square in the eye and say it wasn't true. They hold on to certain things, hooks, I call them, like Jehovah's name, the blood, this, that, and the other, and they never, ever get out. And so they've got one foot in and one foot out. And it sounds like at least a military helped you and distracted you enough to where you could sort of pull out of that and give you some focus and some new things to re-interject into your mind so that you could sort of pull away from that a little bit. Is that right? Yeah, and that's precisely what it did because, I mean, I knew that I was I was such a sensitive soul and everything that I was going through was such a whirlwind that, I mean, I, I left the organization, left for boot camp less than, you know, right at two weeks later. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and I did the military for two years um, during that period of time. You know, it was a transition from uh, Bush being president to Obama being president. They started decommissioning a bunch of units. Um, there was a fiasco. I was in the reserves. I wanted to be active duty. I wanted no play. I wanted to be overseas. I wanted to be far away from everything that I ever knew. And I ended up being stationed an hour and a half from my hometown. So, oh, I'm like, okay, well, oh. God or the universe definitely has a different plan for me. And it's not overseas. <laughs> and that's funny. Wow. You know, I, I just wanted to say. So that marks. Say, uh, yeah. I, I just wanted to say that for the audience, guys, uh, that Dan was a Jehovah's Witness for 40 years and then got out. And I was Worldwide Church of God, which is um, Jehovah's Witness and, and Jewish uh, combined. And Angela, Angela, hold that thought. Yep. Because uh, we're going to have to take a commercial break, but we'll be right back with Hobie Cunningham. And our topic tonight is about leaving your faith, rising up, and overcoming adversity. All right. Uh, You can. More time. 
I think we had a little yes. more time. Sorry yes, about that. Yes, we did, Dan. We surely did. Um, Go ahead and finish your thought, Angela. All right. So I just wanted to make sure that you understood that uh, I was a Worldwide Church of God, which is part Jehovah's Witness, part Jewish. And so um, that's why Dan is expressing to you his feelings about it, because he has some personal experience. So I wanted to make sure that you all understood that. Okay? Yep. Yep. Uh, how long? 40 years I was in, and I've been out uh, 17 and I'm glad to be out, and I'm glad to have been recovered, and uh, I look forward to every day being a wonderful day. All right, sorry about that. We're going to have to take a commercial break, but, uh, but we'll be right back with Hobie Cunningham, and our topic tonight is about leaving your faith, rising up, and overcoming adversity. You can contact our guest by email at hobie.cunningham at gmail.com or check out his website at www.instagram.com forward slash hobietrice85. You've been listening to the Heart to Heart Radio with Dan and Ann on the X-Zone Broadcast Network and www.xzbn.net. Our website is heart2heartradioshow.com and we'll be right back after the commercial break. They are here and they've been here for thousands of years making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net. Rob McConnell here, presenting an overview for Nicholas Paul Jinnick's, author of a fascinating book, Amen. It presents facts revealed by Egyptologists, facts that enable us to understand why Amen is the beginning of creation of God. It provides recommendations for religious leaders of the major religions to unify their beliefs and teach the Word of God, love one another. Amen informs people how mankind conceived God. It was the Egyptians that developed the concepts of a soul, a hereafter, and son of God, and finally, after the worship of many gods, they conceived the belief in one universal God, the maker of all there is. For more information, visit www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simo TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand worldwide and more does this sound like tomorrow's television well it is but you can have it today right now it is simul tv simul tv offers what the others only wish they could provide 15 exclusive channels like exxon sci-fi and horror we are worldwide no other provider offers that 500 built-in video games 
No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand, live streaming events from around the world, interactive online network, and much more. Tomorrow's TV today, Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. All right, we're back. We've been talking with our guest tonight, Hobie Cunningham. And uh, we're so glad you joined us tonight. We've been talking about leaving your faith, rising up, and overcoming adversity. And Hobie, we were just, I guess we were just finishing up here with the military and uh, the fact that you you finally got out. I think you were in, what, four years, you said? And uh, and uh, you're, you're coming out. And I, I wanted to ask you about your spiritual journey. It sounds like you had an intense spiritual journey where you were going to go out and turn over the rocks, if you will, and just see what other truths or spirituality was out there. Could you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, that's that. That was a very interesting turning point, but it seems to coincide right at that that critical juncture of when I was leaving the organization and joining the military. I had uh, that two week period. I was I was going through so much intense uh, emotions and thoughts and anxiety and stuff that um, I remember I couldn't sleep for days. And I remember just praying out for just anything, anything out there to please give me a sign because I was just, I was so battled and, 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 and just broken from this decision. Um, and I had a very powerful, um, a dream or vision. It's hard to explain, um, or, or articulate it, but it was, it was very beautiful and, and, um, so opening for me that I knew I was. I was different. I had a, a different place in this world. Um, so that was like the awakening, the first awakening I had. Um, I joined the military. I went through that whole period of stuff. I just stayed distracted. I was focused on, you know, just getting over the 16 years of being a Jehovah Witness. Um, but it wasn't until after I got out of the military and I had this little down period before I ended up meeting, you know, the, the my next wife that I really dove down the rabbit hole of, of spirituality, uh, metaphysical worlds. Um, uh, I, these random events of uh, beautiful souls started popping into my life. And I remember my first, I call my soul tribe, my soul tribe friend uh, from Houston. Uh, she, she introduced me to a book called Indigo Children. And it was mm. the most resonating and beautiful books that seemed to just 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 ignite everything in me to say oh my god that was me as a child that was everything that was going through my head that i could not explain to my parents and being raised a jehovah witness that everybody think i was freaking crazy but yeah. it, it just it was it was perfect and that started you know this amazing <laughs> journey of of, of self-discovery um really cool. starting in 2008 2009 um is when i really hit hard Wow. You know, I've got that book, actually. I, it's very fascinating. Wow. So what is that dream? What really kind of got things, um, sp you know, started? Is that what kind of got all the spiritual journey started? Do you think? Yes, because, I mean, 
Look, growing up as a Jehovah Witness, I had, even as a child, I had dreams, and I'm, I'm a big believer, firm believer in dreams and um, altered states and realities. And I just, I experienced so much dark and almost, I would say, supernatural, almost demonic type stuff that, that tore me down as a teenager, even sleep paralysis. I discussed this in, in great lengths mm-hmm. with a podcast I was in two months ago. Um, that, I mean, I really wasn't sleeping. I was in such a deranged state. So when I had this vision, this dream, when I had this beautiful angel take me up to this place, I don't know, it was like a park. It was like a park, but it was so vibrant in colors that I've never seen before. And like, she talked to me, but it wasn't words. It was almost like telepathic, but she just, I remember like whispering. I heard, I heard it in my, my subconscious mind, like of you and everything's going to be okay. Your mission here is much more important. And when I woke up from that, I couldn't explain. Like I was, I was in tears. I had goosebumps. Um, I even smelt rose petals for an entire week oh, after wow. that dream. Wow. And I remember telling my grandma about it, and that struck uh, with their faith and things that they're into. That kind of just started like a, a crazy, <laughs> a crazy realm of things um, that started unfolding with me when it came to these dreams, visions, um, smells, um, manifestations, uh, psychic type, just weird anomalies that were going on with me at such rapid speed, very rapid speed. Did your grandma, all from from that one dream. Was your, was your grandma okay with this? You know, did she go along with it? Oh, well, I mean, my family that's very devout Catholic, they, they attend separate groups um, that are big into, like, these healers, um, into prophecies and stuff. But when I told her that, you know, she immediately was, you know, on the hunch that that's in their books and stuff. That's someone that was touched by Mary. You know, when you smell the rose petals, that's that's mm. huge. That's really, really huge. But I, at that period of time, is still to understand my path and all of this, I'm like, well, I'm definitely believe in the Catholic faith, but there's got to be something, you know, when I'm really digging deep into the rabbit hole, is trying to correlate all these different uh, gifts, I would say, that people have, but they all seem to be associated with all these different branches of faiths or belief systems, or they all tie in somewhere. You know, that's what made my spiritual journey so impactful and important for me was always that I don't take no for an answer and there's a reason to everything and there's a history to everything you know so that's what i was so keen to was understanding why was i having these dreams what was the importance of these dreams and what is my mission in life and that's when everything started unfolding with like i said the first friend that came into my life and showed me the indigo children um i started having at a rapid pace different individuals and it was always female energies females from around the, the country which started here in the united states that um, five particular women and individuals that had special spiritual gifts that were already on this journey for quite a while. You know, this is way before the whole spiritual trend became a trend in this popular thing that yeah. people were awakening to, to their mm-hmm. self, self-awareness. And they mm-hmm. all brought something to the table. They all did, did channelings on me, uh, right over me, had dreams about me. But it was just Five different individuals who never met each other, didn't even know each other, are all speaking the same exact things, are picking up on the same things from me. And I knew there was something way much more to this world than what the Jehovah Witness box yeah. was, was forcing down my throat. 
Yeah, you know, did you ever see that movie, Shirley MacLaine's movie, Out on a Limb? Yes, I have. Cool. Amazing, yeah, amazing. Movie. That, that was like 55 years ago that she did that, something like that. You know, it's interesting, Hobie, yeah. that you, you yeah. mentioned those yeah. rose petals. Look. Go ahead. It's interesting you mentioned those rose petals. I, I had that happen one day. I was reading a book. It was a really old book. It was called Ancient and Modern Initiation by Max Heindel. And I was just sitting there reading it, and I felt the strongest fragrance of roses. I told Angela, I said, man, are you spraying something in the air? <laughs> you know, and it was, it was nothing. And, and, and lately, what I've experienced that's been unusual is cigar smoke. I'll be just sort of meditating or praying or sitting still, and it's just like somebody blowing cigar smoke in my nose. And so I've had some of those spiritual experiences like that, very, very similar, and, and very similar women, uh, too, come into my life, female um, spiritual people that um, were really connected. Um, you know, my question is, is there been any... How how far down the rabbit hole did you go? Did you did you start reading like esoteric occult? Did you did you kind of go in that realm, or uh, you know was it light metaphysics like science of mind, unity, or did you just do your own deep dive? Um, everything in my life, even though I because mind mind over matter the whole power of the subconscious mind everything about the mind I have an obsession with i know that there's so much more that we're able to do out of our thought process than when you strip away what everybody has forced upon you from the time you were a child all this indoctrination from your parents to schooling to religion to government the whole nine yards i went in with such a free open mind that i would not first of all the things that religion tells you not to go study and research was the first thing i was getting my hands on <laughs> so the occult and esoteric world was definitely something that i was just going over <laughs> wow what is that what does that word occult mean you guys mysteries mysteries you know it's like the mystery behind the the literal like yes. Jesus turning, in, in turning knowledge. Yes. And do you have a tradition you're into now that's more than anything else? Or like, are you into Buddhism or Hindu or anything like that? Or are you just still studying, still open? Or have you collapsed in on any one thing and said, this is it? Yeah, uh, believe it or not. I've, I mean, I would say in the last uh, six months and especially the last eight weeks, I have, I have grown by leaps and bounds with my uh, self-awareness and I finally was able to close up the, the books, the, the theosophy, theology, everything that I was diving into, because at, at the end of the day, I realized that everything I studied was all these hidden teachings about oneself. And I was like, wow, everything I got my hands on led me right back to myself so I can close that book. So I went back to where my not my mind is initially resonates with, and that's science. And I know, I and mean, I've studied everything going back to ancient Sumerian texts. Um, you know, everything from past uh, ancient civilizations, and the, the importance of 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 what we have culminated while we've come to this earth. I've finally been able to kind of uh, blend where religion right. and science right. used okay. to meet, and that's that's Let's where I was getting to. You know, by back in. 
we're going to have to take a commercial break. And uh, when we when we come back, we'll continue our discussion with our guest tonight, Hobie Cunningham, whose website is www.instagram.com forward slash Hobie Thrice 85. You can contact him by email at HobieCuttingham at gmail.com. All right. You're listening to the Heart to Heart Radio Show with Dan and Ann on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. For information about Heart to Heart Radio Show, visit heart2heartradioshow.com. We'll be right back. They're here, and they've been here for thousands of years, making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night, or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net. So I was watching the X-Zone TV channel last night when I was abducted by aliens and they kept repeating to me over and over again, simultv.com, simultv.com. What's simultv.com? That's what I asked them. They had it written on the side of their UFO. How do you spell that? UFO. No, I mean simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Right. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Interesting that you were abducted by aliens in a simultv.com UFO last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Now that you mention it, I remember now last night, I was awakened from a deep sleep. My great-grandmother was standing there. She said she'd come from the hereafter to tell me about simultv.com. She even spelled it out for me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. Wow. Yeah. Guys, you'll never guess what my psychic guru just told me. SIMULTV.com. Exactly. Are you guys psychic too? Of course. We all know about SIMULTV.com. SIMULTV.com. All right. We're back. You're listening to Heart to Heart Radio Show with Dan and Ann. And our guest this hour is Hobie Cunningham. His website is www.com. Instagram.com forward slash Hobie Thrice, H-O-B-I-E-T-H-R-I-C-E 85. And you can contact him at his website, Hobie.Cunningham at gmail.com. And uh, what we're talking about tonight is leaving your faith, rising up, and overcoming adversity. So yeah, um, this is a this is a really great discussion, Hobie. We're sure enjoying this this journey that you've been on from Jehovah's Witness to military, and then into the metaphysical world and finding your truth. I think you're you're doing like I encourage a lot of people. I, I never try to steer people spiritually. I always just say you got to find your truth. You got to find your salvation. And it, it sounds like you've you've done that. It sounds like you've you've done enough studying. Are you still studying? Are you still open uh, and still learning or where are you at right now? 
Well, this, like I said uh, before the commercial, um, in the last six months, and especially the last eight weeks, I was able to finally close, you know, the books on everything that I was I was trying to find. The the biggest thing that I, it was strange to come full circle around was back on Jesus. Now, my my what I resonate with when I believe in is Yeshua, um, but it was the the Gospel of Thomas, the esoteric teachings of Jesus, and mm-hmm. those hundred and fourteen sayings was the one thing that it would help me close the book on everything of how simplistic, as if his words taken from that time and playing into modern-day language, there was no change. There was no differential of how impactful his words were to everybody, that you and I are no different. What we are capable of is so much more, yet we allow these men to strip us away and tell us how we can live or choose to live our lives. And that was like the first you know, eye-opening of, of simplicity and self-awareness for me. And once I had found that, that, that heart-feeling emotion that I was like, okay, that chapter is completed, it immediately, and that was six months ago, in the last eight weeks, would help me obtain, like, this, this fulfillment was my daughter, of all mm. things, that, you know, becoming a father changed my life. But I realized that my sole contract in this world, that there was anything, and I've done a lot. I've, I've helped a lot of people in their lives. But I realized that for me, my sole contract was to come to this earth, be grateful for having this life, and to be able to create life. Yes. God created us in his own image. And I literally created life in my image. And it was the most beautiful thing that helped my bond with my daughter. My daughter's my world, but in the last eight weeks, oh my God, we, we are just, she's highly gifted. She is, she is attuned. I swear all these kids come out the womb already, already awoken. Yeah. And so she watches me. She watches me when I meditate. I go in these transcendental states. She's into the crystal. She's into so many powerful things. And I get to take all this knowledge, all this teaching, this road that I've been on and instill in my child, give her this upper hand, you know, the first seven years of a child's life is the most impactful. That that dictates their personality, mind state for the rest of their lives. And she's getting such an advantage of what daddy has been able to take in, awaken from, go through, and make her life so much easier to know what that beautiful mind can do, creating your own reality and not needing anybody to tell you how or what or when anything can or cannot be. Beautiful. Wow, that's beautiful. beautiful. And, and she's you know, she's seven. She's seven. Wow. And and me and Angela have asked that question all our lives, Obie. And the question is, Jesus said, "Do not marvel at what I'm doing, because these things and greater than these things you will do. You will be the light of the world. You, me, yes. and everybody else." And I often wonder, like your daughter. You know, what kind of opportunities, what kind of spiritual gifts are going to develop? Because if you tell a person you are a sinner, which just means missing the mark. But when you tell somebody they're stupid and and they're going to miss the mark and that's how they're made. And you're a dent after Adam and Eve and you're a permanent dent. And you're going to be dented your whole life. And then you go to churches and they tell you you're, you're no good for nothing, sinners. Yeah, You know what I mean? It, it's like, yeah. could you imagine saying, no, you're made in God's image. You were yeah. made wonderful. You were an idea in the mind of God and you're here to blossom and unfold in a way unique to anybody else. And, yes. and you, and you, and you water that and, and you, and you, and you fertilize that idea as opposed to the opposite. And I think this is a beautiful thing. Don't you, Angela? 
I do, Dan. You know, just the message that God loves you. You know, instead of God's mad at you, you know, you you're, you're doing this wrong and that wrong. You need to, you know, just you're dressed wrong. You know, just like he experienced, like Hobie experienced. It's completely different. It makes a different child out of that. You know. So, so Hobie, what's happening now? Um, you had mentioned earlier um, you're going through some health challenges, and and that's a new thing for you here. Yeah, um, back in 2014, um, I started it. I was only 27 years old at the time, but I started getting treated, um, going to my family doctor for really low testosterone. It was really affecting my my married life. Um, from that point, I got on testosterone. I started having um, bad nosebleeds. I started getting these intense migraines. Um, then I lost vision in my right eye. Um, mm. I, I went back to my doctor. I said something's definitely not right. When I told her symptoms she immediately had me go straight to MRI that's when they discovered I had a pituitary tumor uh, two and a half centimeters by two centimeter mass um, that was pressing up in my optic nerve and was affecting all of my hormones I mean just wreaking havoc on it I had surgery um, September 24th of 2014 and they removed it it was just a beautiful uh, uh, textbook surgery Um, all my vision came back everything was wonderful um, I did fine for the last four years, um, and but last year around October, I was going through. My life has been it's been very chaotic ever since my last wife, my my daughter's mother. We split up three years ago. It's been chaos again, um, but it's been a learning experience. Well, the, the tumor came back extremely aggressively um, mm. this time, and it was three centimeters by two and a half centimeters. Um, Thankfully, it didn't, it didn't wreak havoc on my hormones, but it gave me the, the intense migraines really bad. So December 21st, I had my last surgery, and it's the last one they can do. And they were able to remove around 60% of the tumor, but they had to leave the rest of it still in there because it's wrapped around my carotid arteries. Mm. And that's extremely dangerous to even go around to try to perform surgery. So next month, I have my follow-up visit with my neurologist doing my MRI and then I'm going to start my radiation uh, therapy. Wow. Wow. wow well, we journey. wish you the, yes, that's for sure. We really wish you the best on that Hobie, man. Yes. And Angela, Angela knows a lot about the uh, mind body connection. Herbert W. Armstrong, tell him some of the things Angela, he might not be, or he may be aware of with regard to the mind body, Louise Hayes, maybe he's heard of all this, but. Yeah, hopefully you will just check out Louise Hay because she's got a lot of things. She's She died just a few years ago, but she really gave us a lot. Just helping us understand that when you have certain thoughts that are continuous, they actually affect our bodies very specifically in certain spots. And recently, Be In Health, H-E-A-L-T-H, in Thomaston, Georgia, has done phenomenal work with um, scientists, psychologists, and uh, doctors and scientists to actually document and prove these mind-body connections. So in other words, like, for example, they know that on if you have a, a breast a tumor on, or cancer or something on one side of the breast, it's always a relative and it's always a woman. If it's on the right breast, it's a non-relative and it could also be a man, but it would have to be. It's always somebody very close to you. And then if you let go of that angst against that person and you completely let it go completely, then it just suddenly disappears. And if you take it back on again, it'll reappear. So this is actually scientific proven fact and there's many 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 more 
Um, and it's, it's amazing. You can call into there and they'll check out your exact diagnosis and then let you know exactly kind of what caused it, you know, what things were probably going on in your life at that time. And then you can let it go and forgive it or whatever you need to do. And then it, they'll disappear. It's the most amazing thing. And I went down there and I witnessed one lady whose um, tumor just disappeared out of her breast just from having been on a five-day retreat that we were at. And it was the most exciting thing. And I saw people with multiple chemical sensitivity and they were completely whole and they laughed it was crazy amazing i couldn't believe it so hobie is there is there anything else that you'd like to share hey, with and our that's listeners? a very beautiful go ahead hobie yeah i mean uh you know there is this this whole life journey and everything that i've been through um to share with everybody you know that we all you know face adversities we face obstacles there are things that get us down but the, the beauty of who we are as individuals to this whole collective consciousness is that we choose how to react, how to take, how to respond to the things that happen in our lives. I'm, I'm a prime example of that when things are going good, things manifest instantly. But the second things are going bad and your mind gets stuck on that negative, it seems to multiply tenfold. Yes. It, being positive is not about forcing anything. It's about a natural state of even when things are going bad is, is acknowledging why are things going bad. Why me, I've tricked my mind into when something happens, an obstacle happens, I'm like, thank you, universe. Thank you for avoiding something that could have been even more calamitous, uh, something that could have, you know, steered me down the wrong path. Oh, there's a reason I couldn't have that money yeah. right now because I would have done something stupid with it. Yep. Everything that happens yeah. in your life is not going against you it's for you there's a business responding to everything and that's my message thank you Hobie that was wonderful okay we gotta wrap it up tonight we've enjoyed our discussion with Hobie thank you for being with us tonight and for more information about Hobie Cunningham you can visit him at his website www.instagram.com forward slash Hobie Thrice 85 Trice, Trice 85. Uh, We'll be right back. We'll be back next week with another edition of Heart to Heart Radio Show with Dan and Ann. And to find out more about our show, go to X-Zone Broadcast Network or visit www.xzbn.net. And you've been listening to the Heart to Heart Radio Show with Dan and Ann. Thanks for listening. Uh, Our website is prodigaljourneys.com. Thanks for joining us tonight. Good night. If you are looking for a safe, zero-calorie, natural option to the harmful artificial sweeteners on the market today, Just Like Sugar is what you're looking for. Just Like Sugar is a wonderful natural alternative for those health-conscious people who choose a calorie-restricted diet with a great, pure, sweet flavor that tastes just like sugar. Just Like Sugar is a great natural option for people suffering from diabetes and may be useful in restricted diet programs where standard sugars are not allowed and does not cause a laxative effect of some other sweeteners. Just Like Sugar comprises a perfect blend of chicory root fiber, natural calcium, natural vitamin C, and Just Like Sugar sweetness comes from the natural flavors from the peel of the orange. Just Like Sugar is a natural alternative to harmful artificial sweeteners and will change the way that you believe all natural sweetener products taste. Just Like Sugar is available at your local Whole Foods markets, Wild Oats markets, Henry's, Sun Harvest, and many other fine natural food stores in the U.S., Canada, and worldwide. 
They are here, and they've been here for thousands of years, making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night, or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simultv, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simultv. Simultv offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today.